Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in pints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and Frank's not here because we're talking about fantasy, and he hates fantasy. So I have with me um, some of my dear friends and spouse... Uh, who's also a dear friend. Um, and we are here to talk about some fantasy stuff. It's the Inkling Buddies, uh, three out of four members. First up is my wife, Mary, who's been on the podcast uh, many times, so she needs no introduction. But hey, Mary, how are you? Hello. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Is it weird knowing that I'm not 50 feet away from you in a different room with the door closed and you're <laughs> in that room? Yep, I'm over here away. at my desk. It's very isolating. Yeah. Yeah. It happens sometimes, you know. But I mean, you were you were mean to me earlier, so you're in you're in your timeout room. I was not mean to you. No, I, I know. Made you, just... I made you mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, you did homemade mac and cheese. It was delicious. Mm. Mm. And uh, uh next up uh is a first time podcaster, um, long time listener probably, is our friend mm. Alexa. How are you today? Hi, good, how are you? I'm good. Now, uh, Alexa, this is your first time being on a podcast, so congratulations. Um, so there's no need to be nervous. Um, Beer with Geeks, we're all about uh, just regular people having a regular conversation. If they happen to be having a beer or a glass of wine or anything like that, they're welcome to do so because that's the show. But I know for a fact that none of us are having any alcohol right now because uh alexa you're drinking an arizona iced tea right i am mm-hmm. yep mary's not drinking a thing maybe water no i don't have anything she doesn't have anything so if mary loses her voice halfway through this we'll know why because she she didn't plan ahead and bring some water with her i'm not into her timeout room i go uh, down a lot of water before coming upstairs yeah, and I am just drinking a water because I have been nursing a big headache for the past couple hours, and I didn't want to risk um, making it worse with um, a beer or anything like that. So I just have a lot of water. Or the homemade wine that our neighbor flagged us down as we were walking with the stroller and the baby. He was like, come out here, I have wine! Like, literally, that's how it happened. And he gave and that's us what I was going to drink tonight. I was all yep. ready to have the homemade wine, and my head just didn't cooperate. So Ooh, I, I tried mead for the first time this weekend. It was delicious. <sighs> the mead is great. Mead is so awesome. I went to a, a mead distillery um, a couple of years ago. This one in New Hampshire. They, you know, like they, it's like a, you know, like any brewery tour or whatever, and they like teach you this is how we do it, blah blah blah, and there's the tasting at the end, and that was the first time I think that I ever had it. Um, I had it for I bought some, and I had it in my house for a while. Um, I wish I remember the name of the place, but there was like a chili 
red like our chili red flake mead, so it was kind of spicy, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was good stuff. Um, it was really good stuff. How would you describe mead? Like, if someone was like, give me the difference between a beer, a wine, and a mead, go. Okay, so the one that I had was like the regular, like honey, like the original flavored, and it was mixed mm-hmm. with raspberry. So to me, it just tasted like, um, kind of like a like a rosé, like kind of wine, but sweeter because you could definitely taste the honey. So it's got that like zing of the alcohol of like regular, like a like a pink wine, but mm-hmm. it's you can definitely taste the honey. So it's wicked sweet. And the raspberry flavor that was in mine was like it made it like a little bit tart. So it was like really sweet, but also zingy. So it was it was really really good. I like that mm. mix of the regular honey and the raspberry. That sounds delicious. Mm. Sounds great. Maybe I would like it, mead. Yeah, maybe. Probably. It's really, it's thick as far as like liquids go that you drink, right? Mm-hmm. Was yours pretty thick? Yeah, yeah, it was on the thicker side. Not quite yeah, as thick like as like this, but it was thick. Yeah, you're like, you're like, not, not syrup, you're not veering in towards syrup, but it's got mm-hmm. almost that like, um, you, know, you say Vicks, maybe like uh, Tylenol. Like uh, consistency, it's very viscous. Yeah. It's very viscous. Yeah. That's the it's viscous. It, it, it's kind of like I mean, it's it kind of like diluted honey. It's not as thick, but it's kind of like honey. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's where the but the honey's in there, so it all makes mm-hmm. sense. Maybe it, it all makes like sense. Meat. I don't like um, viscous liquids. I don't know. Yeah, Mary has a thing against viscous liquids, which is not a sentence you could say quickly <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Viscous, viscous liquids. liquids. <laughs> it's very difficult. No, it's not going to be difficult to talk about, though, is Amazon's uh, Lord, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, which it really, speaking of things that are hard to say, it bothers me that it's The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. It's just, yeah. it's just not, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not great when you, when you line them up like that, The Rings, The Rings, um, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, besides that, we are here to talk about the first season of The Rings of Power, which we know for a fact that Frank didn't watch, which is why he's sitting this one out. Um, Frank doesn't... Frank does If it's got a sword and it's not in space, Frank's out. He's not... He's not invested. He's not in space? What if it had swords in space? Well, then it would be more like sci-fi, so he'd be down with it, because it's like Star Wars. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm like this, this episode of, you know, Mr. Sulu... Wheels a sword in Star Trek, oh, so true. you know that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but no, like that's a the, the the magic, the the stones, the horses. Frank's out; he's not interested. <laughs> so he, he's right out. Um, so, so anyway, we're here to talk about Rings of Power, but I think because um, we could end up talking in circles. Uh, there's eight episodes. We could talk. We could we could talk about it in rings, not circles. <laughs> um, rings. So. I yeah. Um, what I decided to do is I have a couple of different categories for the show. Music, production design, visual effects, acting, and then like, and we can kind of insert how we feel about each of those things leading up to story being our last one. Um, because I think that's where we're going to, acting and story, so characters and story will where we spend the most time. But that way we can kind of like not forget to be like, oh, the theme song is good or bad or something like that. So, um, so let's start with that. In fact, let's start with the music. Um, Beer McCreary coming in strong for the rings of power with the theme by Howard Shore. Uh, Mary, what do you think of the music in this movie? I already know, but nobody else on this listening knows. In and by words, movie, I mean show. 
I know. In the in the words of Tim Gannon, the soundtrack slaps. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I love. <laughs> if you know me, which none of you do, so this doesn't matter. But if you know me, you know that I love um, movie and film scores. I just love scores. This is what I listen to um, when I need to like focus or um, just like relax. Um, and I just like I get really hyped about scores. Um, so like Bear McCreary is just he's great. Um, he he did. If if anybody if you're not familiar with movie composers and whatnot. Um, if you watched Outlander, which is a very popular show, he did the music for Outlander. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I actually like the music of Outlander better than the show itself. <laughs> uh, but because he's, his soundtrack's just great. He loves his bagpipes um, and does a good job of like weaving them in. But he his light themes are very good, which is something that I really love about the Howard Shore, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit soundtracks is those light themes. Like So a light theme is like, you hear the fellowship theme, da, 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 you know, like, and you know, or, or I just said the Rohan theme because I've got the, the sword of Theoden next to me, but you know, the Rohan theme, like if you hear that violin, you know that the Rohirrim are coming. So that's a light theme. It just like it, it describes that character or that group of characters. Um, so you can listen to this score and like get a sense of like, not what's happening, but like, like it really paints a beautiful picture. And I just, I love it. I listen to it like nonstop going to work for like two weeks straight. <laughs> I think the dog <laughs> comes to work with me and I think the dog was probably sick of listening to it um, by the end of those two weeks. But I, w- I would still love to listen to it more, um, especially after watching the whole season. And now you can like put pictures with the, um, with the, the music. So that, in short, I loved it. It was lovely. Mm. Alexa. Well, I, I did. It is beautiful. I have to agree with that. Um, it, to me, it doesn't have that. So you feel like how Mary was saying, um, like when you hear that certain music and you know, like the Rohirrim are coming or like the Fellowship is coming, um, it didn't strike me as as powerful as the music in the Lord of the Rings movies. But um, it is it is beautiful. But it didn't have that. Like it didn't get me like super excited. Like the like the soundtrack for the Lord of the Rings. But yeah. it is it is pretty. Yeah, I'm sure that, like, we have 20 years of listening to Howard Shore scores in Lord of the Rings. Like, so, it'd be like like when, when John Williams, like, came back for Star Wars, and he'd be like, oh, well, that theme's not as good as the Force theme. And you're like, well, that's because I've been listening to that theme since I was a wee lad. And that's, a, like, ingrained in me. So, I'm going to give it some time. I, I think it's very good. I like a lot of it. I think it's uh, um, missing, a, like, a... And it, some so at, at some points it sounds uh, generic, like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like Middle Earth to me. It feels epic and fantasy and whatever else, but it doesn't always feel like um, like Tolkien to me. Uh, and that might just also because I'm not used to it. Sometimes it does. The Harfoot theme definitely does. Mm-hmm. Um, even you know Galadriel's theme, you know, does like so. Like it just depends on like where it is and what it's doing but what i really like about it is that he uses a lot of light motifs and they like he keeps coming you know he always comes back to that idea so like by the end of the show i definitely know what you know galadriel's theme sounds like i definitely know what durin's themes like and bronwyn's and you know so on and so on and so on so i like that Um, i think that like i agree with you in that like it's not as epic as lord of the rings like i'll listen to Mm -hmm. like any any of the nazgul 
themes and you're like yes here come my school <laughs> and you're like you're like you're like rocking out and you like listen to some of like the like the orc themes here and you're like yeah it's cool like you know, chanting and whatever but i'm like it's not mm-hmm. it doesn't have that same like impact um it's not as intense yeah, it's not as intense, or it doesn't have the the emotion. Well, it has emotion, but it just. I think Tim, you're right though, because we're so attached to, um, you know, the the original cast of those movies and like just the whole the whole thing. Um, so maybe yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try Important. my best. I try my best not to keep comparing them because you know they're they're made at a different time by different people, mm-hmm. and so I can only you know, and I have 20 years of affection for them so i can only say like did you do a good job for the new like if this was a remake of lord of the rings it would be one thing but it's really not it's a new story at a different era so i gotta give it it's i gotta let it stand on its own uh sea legs because the sea is always right probably um (laughs) so did you notice that line didn't come back after a while where it was just like they like tried it early and people were like no that's dumb. That's a dumb kid. And so, <laughs> so you're always right. Walks well, away. I mean, there's like some unsaid. I was skipping forward to story for a second, so I don't forget it. But like, there's like some unsaid thing about it when Elendil is like, "My wife drowned," and you could tell Galadriel was gonna be like, "So the sea is always right, right?" <laughs> like, it's like this unsaid <laughs> moment where she's like, "So the sea, is it?" Is it is it still good? Like, is it doing what it's supposed to? And no one does anything with it anyway. It's still disappointing. Um, production design. Uh, this is a beautiful show. They spent a lot of money making the show, and you can tell. Um, and so I, I don't know if I have. I don't know if I have a favorite set piece, um, really, but. It might be it might be Linden, um, especially uh, the um, like the dinner table like the dinner table scene with Durin and everything. Like mm-hmm. I thought that was that was exceptionally well done. All of Numenor is like exceptionally good mm-hmm. as well. So I have a hard time pinning any like particular spot that I'm like yes, like you completely rocked it. Um, but I think it's all good and um, and I. Uh, Sometimes it did feel a little bit like a set to me, especially in Casa Doom. Like I felt like, like sometimes the dwarves would like, or like Durin would like come out of a cave thing, and I'd be like, I feel like I'm in a set, and not really like you're in a cave. And that just might be because of the like the size and diminishment of what they like of their, you know, the species and what they were and what they were doing in the story. And there's like no open spaces or windows, so it doesn't it feels closed. And, um, but that's. Uh, that's where I land on that. Uh, Mary. Yeah, I think, so on the Casa Doom um, vein, like when you first see it, like in all of its heyday, and it's like there's waterfalls and green plants and things like that. It looks it looks pretty awesome. But I love um, that main, like, round, uh, like, I was going to say, I'll call it a throne room, but it's like where Muriel holds all of her audiences in Numenor. I, that's beautiful. That like all the big windows and like looks out at the tree and it's it's really very pretty. Even just their clothes, the, the costume. I'm always like fascinated by costumes, like in in all shows, any show, because you're like, oh my gosh, all the work that these people put in. It's like such a talent and such an art um, to create clothing pieces like this, and like down to like the embroidery and the beadwork and the jewelry, and it's it's just 
it's just stunning. Like, all of it is beautiful. Um, the fabrics in this show are gorgeous. Like, they pick these such pretty fabrics. All of the fabrics are awesome. Um, I love the Numenorean armor, all that scale mm. work mm-hmm. and the gold and the blue. And, and Timmy mm. made a point. Like, they all look like they're in, like, um, Greek, like, paint it like the um, oh yeah the Numenoreans they it looks like the mediterranean like it's yes. like some ancient greek society yes yeah, yeah, amazing. Flowy, like lots of folds in their clothes and like billows and like, <laughs> so oh, good. draping there's a lot of draping it's like, just looks yeah. so good um i love that and i i gotta talk about the hardfoots because i love their like i mean they're kind of grimy and they're all like patchwork together but i freaking love their little like acorns in their hair and the leaves and the little grasses sticking up out of their heads and the, they're so oversized acorns too with that oversized like, acorns like, yeah because <laughs> yeah, their little heads are supposed to be small um so it's just it's a lot of fun the one thing i don't really love is the is the stranger uh design like he looks great he looks great but i was like ah this like like weird like sack like shirt yeah there's a burlap all i could think of is like he looks like a feed bag a seed bag <laughs> It's like a fuzzy chenille seed bag. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's give that dude some clothes. <laughs> I know, but that's all he's got. So that's all he had available. Man. So it's whatever. True. I think it's like a little like tent. I think it's actually a tent yeah. of the of the uh, foot. Probably. So, yeah. So it's, it's whatever. But we can't have everything. <laughs> um, but it's just it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous show. Yeah, Alexa, what do you think? Yeah, definitely Numenor is definitely my favorite. Um, it's just. I don't know. It's it's so pretty, and like Mary was saying, their armor with that golden blue is just like, eh. <laughs> like I don't know. It's just it's so I love golden blue together, um, and that that armor just it's so majestic. Like just everything about them is majestic. That whole place is just it's so beautiful. When I first saw it, I was like, whoa. <laughs> But, it's impre- yeah. it's impressive how much of it is real is that what is what I find mm-hmm. wild about it like yeah. obviously some really wide shots are computer generated and whatever mm-hmm. else but there's like some like there's some real real aging in detail when they're just like walking some streets and the cobblestones are out of kilter and some are chipped and there's random graffiti on a mm-hmm. wall and grime and algae over here and like that's just such care and detail that goes into every corner um that's what I find most fascinating about it. So I'm glad that that's something we, that's like a set that we're going to return to over and over again, just because yeah. it's, um, you know, it's it, there's always something to look for. Um, we kind of talked about costumes and stuff al- already, but I, I think it's worth mentioning um, them along with makeup. Um, you know, like, cause like the elf ears are, might be a little bit bigger than we're used to. Uh, Mary, I know you're a huge fan of the short hair on the elves where you just love a good fade, uh, um, on Finrod. Um, no, Mary, looks... talk about, talk about your hatred of the, the elves and their hair. Uh, it's just like they, like, I think the hair, like their Go. hair obviously is like nice hair, you know, they, they have nice hair, but like, it's, it's like, it doesn't feel fantasy to me if you just have a haircut that somebody like in the real world could have i mean somebody in the real world could also have long hair and a ponytail whatever but like Mm -hmm. it's not um like when i think of like the elves i think of like you know galadriel with the long hair elrond with like the fancy twisted knots and the little beads and the hair pieces like the the beautiful like crowns or like arwen has that crown piece that looks like a big butterfly and all the beads and everything and it's like it just doesn't look elaborate 
enough. Like their clothing is very elaborate. And then the hair just like, like it all stops with their hair. You know what I mean? You're like head to toe. Yeah, I thought it was just me. And I was like, where's the epic crowns? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of boring. Like it's kind of, and they're like, why didn't you just like cap it all off with some nice hair and like pretty hair pieces? And it's like, it just like is kind of like a, what's the word I'm trying to look for? It's like a, it's like a buzzkill. <laughs> it's like a buzzkill of the outfit. The, like, the buzz cut outfit. is a buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like, kind of like, I know. And, and I was just like, and like the elves, I, I mean, I know we joked about this in, in our group text a lot, but that short hair on the elves was just like, what? <laughs> just like, no. <laughs> I think it works for some characters and not for other characters. So like That's Finrond true. at the, like the opening scene where he's got like a faded cut in the back. And I'm like, that... That does not work for me. He no. looks straight out of central casting. Like, and I just, I don't like that at all. That, that doesn't fly for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like Elrond and Celebrimbor, like it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me on there because it, it kind of flows anyway. Yeah. And like, I, I think I'd prefer the longer hair just because it's, it's what I'm used to. And it, it does differentiate them from men which, you know, which, like, I guess that obviously they have the ears, but, like, they're not always visible. And so sometimes it's, like, it's good to remind you that these are different types of creatures or a different type. There's a different race, and it's more, the hair is a weirdly a better visible reminder than the than the ears are. Um, But, I mean, they're thousands of years old, so, like, they're trying something, you know? Like... <laughs> Maybe as when the war, as the war of the last alliance ramps up, they're like, we don't have time to cut our hair. We've got to fight battles and stuff. So, like, so, yeah, I don't know. We're not getting that. We're not getting another season for a while, and I don't know how long it's gonna. You know what I mean? Like, if, if they change their hair during the course of it, they change their hair. Then that's great. So I don't know if they will. But Gilgalad has the long hair, and you're like, okay, he looks like an elf. But he's mm-hmm. the only one. I could see if they had, like, some have long hair, some have short hair. You know, it's your personal choices. Like, they all have short hair except him. Mm. Make a lot real. And that's Maybe it. it's because he's the high king. Maybe. Yeah, it's, like a, like, maybe it's like a status symbol. Maybe. <laughs> I, have, yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea. But, like, I'm just thinking, like, um, Arondir, uh, because, like, his hair is naturally super curly. Like, he could have had some, like, cool, like, dreads or, like, braids or something like they could have done so much with his hair and he's got like mm-hmm. this little tiny buzz cut and i'm like what like what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing you have so much potential. yeah <laughs> yeah but he looks good though that um great yes i think everybody gets moving aside from the elves and everything like that i think the makeup i think the the dwarf makeup is amazing yeah. um you know there, there's some like really subtle sideburns on mm-hmm. the female dwarves so they still have be- like quote-unquote beards <laughs> which yeah. i love mm-hmm. yeah the only one that like the only one that like it, like he always looks weird to me was um Durin the 3rd and I think it's because they're they're short but he's wearing floor length robes and so he he kind of always looks like a muppet whenever he enters the room <laughs> Like, like, yeah, between the long beard and the big nose and, like, you can't see his feet or anything. So he kind of looks like a Muppet and it's it it throws every time he shows up. It doesn't matter. It, like, takes me out just a little bit. No, I'm never going to unsee that. No, I'm sorry. I just ruined during the third. Like, who's, like, great. The actor's very good and, like, but, like, it's just kind of, like, the first time he showed up, I was like, well, there he is. 
It's like a little, he looks like one of those little ghosts that you make out of tissues. Oh, no. You just like turn and you like twist the, the head and then you put an elastic around. That's kind of what he looks oh. like. You put on so. your stoop at Halloween. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, visual effects. There's tons and tons of visual effects in this show. I think it all, I think it all looks amazing. Like the, the wargs were cool. Um, other, like the, the ice troll at the, in the first episode was really cool right at the beginning. Obviously, uh, the eruption of what will become Mount Doom and the creation of the, of Mordor was outstanding. Like, I just like a lot, there's like a lot of really good, subtle, um, special effects happening all the time. Even some actual real cool practical effects. There was some stuff with like Sauron's, you know, magic, you know, magic people fighting the stranger and like, they'd like, one pretended to be um, Nori, the and then mm-hmm. yeah, the shapeshifting, and then Nori, and then like, and then it right like. There's some really, really cool in-camera practical effects, and I, I appreciated them. Mm-hmm. Anybody want to add anything to that? Yeah, no, I think it's, I'm just always amazed that like TV, like how far TV has come in terms of like all the effects that they do. Because if you look at TV even from like ten years ago, you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. But now you're like, wow. You know what I mean? This is like <laughs> yeah. big, big money going into making sure this looks really fancy. Um, it looks so believable. going back to the wargs, though, when I first saw, I don't know if it was the wargs or if they were wolves, but the first time they came into the show, I don't remember if it was wolves or wargs, but <laughs> they looked kind of fake to me. And I was like, uh. Because I was, like, expecting the ones from the movie, I think. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw the ones from the show, I was kind of like, mm-mm. But otherwise... Well, they're different design. I mean, they're different design, too. Yeah. But they also... Yeah. Did they show two different types of wargs? They do. It was they the first ones different. that showed up. The second ones looked better to me. But the first ones that showed up, I was like, yikes. <laughs> but... The eyes were pretty realistic looking, though. Because I was like, mm-hmm. it was like they, they were scarier to me than, because they... They look more dog-like, I think. Yeah, I think it was the way they were moving that weirded me out. Not so much the way they looked, but their movements didn't look real. They looked like animatronics. It looked like you could tell. And I was just like, eh. But their actual features were nice. But Mm -hmm. it was the way they moved that looked off to me for some reason. I just think it's weird that Tolkien calls wargs their wargs, but they're also called wolves. Like, wolves and wargs are the same thing. Mm. It's because everything in Tolkien has at least two names. I know, but you're like, we're the regular wolves. Like, you know, because that's clearly not a wolf. That's that's like yeah. a weird, like, hybridized yeah. creature thing. That's, that's, that's not, not even a like a dire wolf. That thing was, like, intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, I'm like, so we're the real wolves. Like, I don't know, like, the real animals. You know what I mean? Because there's clearly, mm. obviously, like, wild animals in Middle Earth. But, um, but maybe they just, those are the only wolves that are. That's a good question. I never thought yeah. of that, actually. I don't know. Poor wolves. They always I get a bad know. rep in literature. They do. I love wolves. Yeah, wolves <laughs> are great. Moving on. Um, cinematography. I think the show, apart from the sets, the costumes, the, you know, everything, I think it's filmed beautifully. There's a lot of, like, I saw the um, post, 
Mount Doom eruption when they're like kind of wandering through uh, Mordor and everything, and all like it's all red and everything like that. That was all in camera, like instead of them like color tinting anything afterwards, it was just like how they how they lit and painted and filmed everything on set. Um, and I just uh, I liked that attention to detail. I think it's because it's still television. It's missing some kind of like it's missing some kind of flair a bit, but like. You could throw this on a big screen and, and you like you could fool most people into thinking that it was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously this is getting too filmy for the both of you. You don't yeah. care. You just want to talk about cool <laughs> things. You just want to talk about yeah. cool colors. You're like, no. Which I need to go back to makeup for a second because we have not mentioned the orcs at all. And they were they looked absolutely stellar. I loved the the makeup. I loved that all their armor was bone. Like they hadn't yes. gotten to the place like as a group, as a as a species, where they like were wielding metal at all or anything mm-hmm. like that. They definitely hadn't heard of alloys. Um, so <laughs> apparently, um, others also did not. Yeah, apparently nobody in Middle Earth has <laughs> heard of them. Science. Um, yeah. So. Um, so I just I just thought that they were great. So let's move on to uh, let's move on to acting the story, everything like that. Alexa, what was your favorite story to watch out of these like these different groups of characters? Like who were you like consistently like wanted to go back for? Definitely Galadriel because I knew like in the movie she was looking intense, but I didn't know much about like any of her backstory. So seeing her like in an actual, like, doing stuff rather than just in, you know, those couple of scenes in the movies, I was like, whoa, look at her, she's awesome. <laughs> so she was definitely really um, entertaining for me, but also a sealder, because we never get any story about him really either in the movies. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like, oh, there's, like, some backstory to him. So I was like, that's interesting. So definitely, definitely those two were my top two. I honestly didn't expect anybody to say Isildur. That was, that was like, I kind of forget that he's in the show. Um, and not that the actor's doing a bad job or anything like that. There's just like a lot to, ta- there's always a lot to take in. Right. And like the human characters interest me the least, I think. Like I like Elendil and Muriel and whatever, but like I, I kind of forget that like, I forget that they have stories that are going on. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I think, but... Oh, sorry. But I think my no, no. liking for Isildur and my curiosity for him is definitely because Aragorn is, like, my favorite character, hands down. And I was like, hmm, you know, ancestor. So I'm, like, kind of interested in seeing, like, where his line comes from. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I noticed Isildur. I think that they, they're doing a great job, like, knowing how he ends up, like, you know, you mm-hmm. know, he, you know, takes the ring and blah, 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 and dies for it. I like seeing this, this setup for him, like, the type of person that would ultimately choose to keep the ring as yeah. opposed to not. Like, he really is just so desperate to prove himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, like, he's kind of like Boromir in some ways, too, yeah. right? a um, lot. You know, or in in the movies, at least, even Faramir, like, time for the captain, you know, the captain of Gondor to prove his worth, you know, and so, mm-hmm. like, they're all, like, all the, there's a, it's a kind of a running theme in, in the films, not so much in the books the same way, but, like, they're just really 
men trying to prove themselves without understanding that they don't have anything to prove to anybody and it's mm-hmm. all in their head um and maybe that's a that's a tolkien that's a tolkien thing for sure um so mary what about you your favorite set of characters to follow i don't know so i really loved i actually loved elendil um isildur i'm like ah, you're annoying me but i understand why you're important <laughs> but elendil i really the actor is doing a fantastic job he's got like a warmth to him and like a a real like stoic quality very mm-hmm. very regal without being a king yet you know so it's very it's interesting um to watch him i've just enjoyed his performance um and i have we have a crying baby Uh oh she's up let's give her a minute i will i will say my piece and then i will go and comfort said little chicky um okay i galadriel can be a little too intense for me sometimes she's playing it well but she's like the character herself is like you know sometimes um i love the harfoot storyline i love the stranger because i'm like i know who you are <laughs> like, that's it, who, and he is one of my favorites of all time you know so you can spoil it, it anybody who's listening to this at this point has yeah it, it has far has oh, they far watched it. It. and if not if not it's too bad spoilers from here spoiling on it, it, spoiling it. it's gandalf because gandalf is like my all-time favorite lord of the Rings character um but I, I just love the way that they're like revealing little things to us and stuff um, but I think my least favorite was the Southlands storyline. And it's yeah. not like the actors are doing a bad job. I'm just like, I know that you don't really exist in the book. Like, obviously they exist. I was bored. I was bored. And I'm like, I feel like you're just making this up to give me something to follow to like kind of set things up. Cause obviously Sauron is going to take over the Southlands and turn it into Mordor. So they had to give you something. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just like show up and be like, people, this mountain's exploding. You know what I mean? So they had to have something there. But I'm like, oh, you all kind of annoy me, especially that kid. Uh, like uh, no, no, no. I said favorites. Don't stop. Get out of here with your negativity. Get out of here. Go go comfort our child. Like, go, go, go. <laughs> My like, niece needs you. Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's all I had to say. But no, I think that I, the cast themselves, they're all doing a great job. They're, they're very, very compelling, very uh, believable. Um, so, yeah, that's all I have to say. Okay, let me go get this little chicky and... Uh, Hopefully I'll be back. But if I'm not, it's been fun chatting about the thing that has been the most fun thing to do on Friday nights <laughs> for eight weeks. And I'm sad it's over. Okay. I'll be back. Okay. All right. <laughs> goodbye. Good luck. Bye for now. <laughs> goodbye. The sea is always right, probably. Okay. See you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there were two. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so so it's funny that you guys didn't like Arondir and Bronwyn in the Southlands because I think that was actually my favorite story. Really? And yeah, and I think it's because I didn't know what to expect where mm. like, you know, I've read Lord of the Rings a bunch of times, I've read The Silmarillion, I've read Unfinished Tales, like and so like like I I'm okay with them changing stuff and whatever else in the timeline getting smushed and whatever. That, none of that bothers me. Like, whatever. It's TV. It's never going to be exactly what's on the page. It's impossible. But, right. Um, but I think, like, because they're new characters, and I was like, I don't know what your purpose is. I don't know where you're going. Are you, like, you know, and, like, what to what extent are, like, are you a tragic story? Like, and that, that I think, intrigued me. And I, I was I was taken with them, um just because they're almost like they're telling this grand story 
of like an elf and a human in love, but they're not in the same place as those other, as those other times we've seen that in Tolkien, where there's like mm-hmm. Baron and Luthien, but like obviously they're like super important and you know and like high lineages and, and then you have Aragorn and Arwen mm-hmm. but they're also like princess and king and like all this different stuff and you just have these like two regular schmucks from <laughs> like that's like a regular <laughs> elf and a regular old human woman and they can also love each other and I just kind of like that where like it doesn't have to be this big world changing story where they're just really trying to survive. Um, and so I just really liked the Southland story a lot. Um, especially since like, I think it was week two or three where Andrew our you know, the fourth member of our Inklings group who has guested on be with geeks many times where he was like, Oh, so that's definitely Mordor. If like the, the, it's all going to be in that. I think yep. that's what <laughs> switched it for me where I was like, freaking, of course it's Mordor. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Like, like, how did I not know that? And then, so, um, I think that's, that's what did it to me. I also really love, I'm also like really on board for the Elrond Durin friendship. Yeah. Um, and Durin's wife, whose name I, I can't remember off the top of my head. For it's me either, me. but they're so yeah, funny. She's also a made up character and the made up characters have a very hard time remembering all their names. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think they were, they were fantastic. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I, looking forward to that more there's actually a bit in the Silmarillion Mary and I were looking at uh, Silmarillion maybe Unfinished Tales Mary and I were looking at it the other night and it's this whole sequence about how spoilers for probably future seasons of of, uh, Rings of Power but Sauron invades Eregion which was also a cool location and um, and it looks like Elrond is going to get defeated with his little horde and Durin shows up with like a dwarven army out of nowhere to be like, let's fight. (laughs) And I just know that it's going to be this really magical moment of thinking that Elrond is like out for it. And his best friend Durin the fourth is going to come and save his butt. And I just love that. That's pretty awesome. I I hope they, that moment. I hope when they, if, if and when they do it, it's as epic as we think it's going to be. Cause if it's not, it's going to be so disappointing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're filming the second season now, but they're saying it's not even going to get released until twenty twenty four. Oh, right. I know. So, uh, but you know what? Like, if that means you're, that you're taking the time to make it good, great. You know, because when we, I mean, when in a in a regular world, if this was a movie, we would wait two to three years for the sequel. Right. Right. We're just used to TV giving us the next sequel in less than a, the next season in less than a year. So I'm okay yeah. with. Yeah, I'm okay with uh, um, the uh, the the wait if it's going to be good. Um, to harp off back of Mary's negativity, who was your least favorite character? Like, really, like Ooh. I mm. dislike you. Get out of here. Why? Why? Get out of here with your stupid pudding bowl haircut and your <laughs> dumb decisions. I don't like your nose. It's Theo. Mine's Theo. What's the same yes, as Mary's? Same. Yeah. Same. Really, every time. In the last, was it the last episode of the one prior? But every time he showed up, I was like, go away, stupid kid. I know. I like, like, right out loud. The explosion? I was like, Ugh. I don't know. I, like, it's not the actor because I think the actor is no. doing the actor's doing a good job at playing the character he's supposed to play. Yeah, it's but the character. I, yeah, it's the character. I just can't get behind no. like, any of his decisions. 
whatever he's doing and i obviously he's kind of this catalyst for you know for you know the southlands and everything like that but i just like i just can't get behind it i just don't i don't like it um but i think i think everybody is i think everybody's really good i i'm i the internet did not love the harfoots but i did um how did you feel about them we haven't actually we talked about this so I know I mentioned before, I think in our in our group text that I'm not a huge fan of hobbits. Unpopular opinion. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the Harfoots to me are just kind of like, oh great, more hobbits. <laughs> so they're not my favorite, but I don't hate them. They're not like they're super annoying, but it's kind of like the part of the story where I'm just like, okay, fast forward. Because in all honesty, when I'm watching the Lord of the Rings movies, I generally fast forward through all of the Hobbit parts. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you really dislike them that much? That's <laughs> <Yes>. terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, it's bad. <laughs> but yeah. So if you um, pop in fellowship, you're like, excellent, good prologue, so good, can't wait to get to and we're in Bree. Thanks. Here's Aaron. Yeah. Uh, more like yeah, yeah, it's kinda like we're in Bree and then as soon as like <laughs> I'm like, Oh, Rivendell <laughs> and that's when I really start liking the movie. It's like it's bad. <laughs> that is really bad. Yeah. That is, yeah. At least you very, recognize that within yourself. Like, that's that's something to... Very uh, unpopular that. opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, that, uh, I can't get behind that. So, but were you invested in the Harfoots because of the stranger? Yeah, I'd have to say yes. Because yeah. I, I kind of had, from the beginning, I, I was kind of almost positive that I knew it was Gandalf. So I was like... Okay, so I see the connection. I see why he's with them. I see, you know, where this is going to evolve. And I was like, well, you know, but like seeing like all the things that he could do. Like I liked watching him discover his powers and mm-hmm. then kind of be like, what the heck was that? And like every time he did something, like I found that kind of cute, I guess. Um, so I was definitely intrigued by watching him. So yeah, I guess the part of the Harfoot story I like the most is him. Yeah, I feel like that story, um, like, I don't think it would capture people's attention if he, if Gandalf wasn't there, like, if it, if the stranger, yeah. w- you know, wasn't in Istari, like, so, because, like, everybody, like, he shows up, and you're like, well, he's either Sauron, Saruman, Gandalf, a blue wizard, Radigat, you know, like <laughs> there's a there's a really thin line of people that come into Middle Earth as a common and could and comment com, comment comment <laughs> yeah and can survive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just very early. I mean, he was writing text, and there was the the G like like right yep. away, and mm-hmm. so you're like, well, it's Gandalf. He's wearing gray. He's got a the long minute, beard. The minute he started talking to the bugs, I was like, hmm. <laughs> Right, yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, but then the bugs died, and it was like, yeah. well, it means he's evil. And I'm like, or it means that he doesn't know what he's doing yet. Exactly, like, he doesn't know what his powers are. And I was like, yeah. mm, I think that was an accident, because he seemed, like, very disturbed when they died. Like, oh, crap, what did I just do? Mm-hmm. So I was like, he's concerned. <laughs> what I'm actually very impressed about with the online community is that you have a a beloved portrayal by Ian McKellen mm-hmm. over six over six movies. Pretty iconic, you know, nominated for Academy Award, that whole thing. 
And so that's going to be intimidating for a new actor to come in and be like, I'm going to play this really iconic character. Um, (laughs) Exactly. And like, and for me not to really know, like he could be one of these things, but he's, I was like 99% Gandalf the entire time. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, like for me to really believe, yeah, that's Gandalf and not, an actor pretending to be Ian McKellen playing Gandalf or anything like that, but I believe this is, like, another version. Like, I really like that. Like, he feels he's warm and mm-hmm. powerful and good, as he says himself. Yeah. You know, I'm good. Mary made us watch that scene again. She'll If she comes back, maybe she'll say, but we, yeah. finished the, we finished the finale. She's like, we need to watch Gandalf being awesome again. Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> But yeah. um, also, I, I can't, I'd be lying if I said I didn't get all tingly when he said, follow your nose. I was like, ah. oh, totally, yeah, totally. <laughs> I got kind of goosebumpy with that one. I was like, oh man, he said it. Yeah, I mean, if the, I like, there's like, a select number of things he could say for people to be like, okay, you're absolutely Gandalf. Mm-hmm. And it's that and a wizard is never late. I feel yep. like those are the two things <laughs> that like you could have said for him to know but yeah that was um, perfect <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty wonderful um uh so let's talk about Halbrand as sauron or Halbrand is sauron because that's the that's really the big the big i don't want to call it a twist necessarily mm-hmm. because the showrunners don't call it a twist their interview was like if you knew ahead of time if you thought you knew great like that's okay <laughs> Like, it wasn't supposed to necessarily be a huge mystery. Mm-hmm. It was more like Sauron is a deceiver. So did he deceive you effectively mm-hmm. or not? Who did he deceive and who, and who didn't he? Um, and I think it worked because even though people were like, oh, he's Sauron. Th- th- a minute later, you'd be like, but is he Sauron? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just not. Yeah, I'm just not sure. Like, there's a suspicion, but there's never, like, you never really truly feel like it could be confirmed until it came out of his mouth. Yep. Um, <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that, I thought that was really cool. Um, the uh, actor, Charlie Vickers, didn't know he was playing Sauron at first. I don't know if you saw that. Where no, they, that's great. They did the first two episodes before the COVID shutdown, and when he, they came back for the third the showrunners were like, okay, so you know, you're Sauron. And he was like, you know, I had a suspicion because <laughs> his final, uh, part of his final audition process was to read um, a monologue from Richard III Ooh. and from something else. I can't remember what the other one was. Oh, it was a bit of Paradise Lost where he was reading Ooh. a bit about, he was reading a bit of Satan. And he was cool. like, well, Whoever I'm playing certainly takes a turn for the worse. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so I I like, um, uh, so I like, I I like that I kind of knew but didn't know the whole time. Same. Um, Yeah. um, And I think that, I think the reveal, that scene with Galadriel is like really affecting. Yeah. That was cool stuff. It was. Yeah. Very cool. Did you did you get a sense that they were romantic? Because I didn't. I that was not a thing that that cropped up, and that apparently also was not a thing. The showrunners were like, "It's not a romantic proposal. It's like a like out of you know power, out of need." But it's not like, yeah. "Oh, by the way, Gladriel, this these month, this many weeks with you, I just 
that I've grown to love you so much. No, it kind of felt to me like a I need a partner. Yeah. Thing. Like a partner to rule, not like a partner, like a life partner. Correct. Kind of yeah, that's, ex- like yeah, that's exactly I, I how need I need someone it. else to help me run this crap. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, I know, agree. Because we think of Sauron as like, oh, he's the big bad. But at this point in the story, he was the second dude, right? Mm-hmm. And so because they show really hammers home that Morgoth was there first yep. and Sauron was his lieutenant. Mm-hmm. And so when they're, the power vacuum exists, like it's kind of like you get promoted, but nobody tells you what to do once you get <laughs> to the office. Yeah. You're like, yeah, like, okay, you could sit in your chair, kind of spin around for a little bit, <laughs> maybe check your email. Maybe that's kind of a clue what you're supposed to do for the day. Um, but that's kind of where Sauron is, where where we meet him. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a bunch of stuff in Tolkien that talks about after the First Age, after Morgoth falls, that Sauron becomes um, penitent out of fear. Um, mm-hmm. Because he was tricked by Morgoth in the first place into being evil. And so you get to this, you get this character that's like, well, should I be good now? Because... <laughs> The guy that made me evil's gone, and I don't know if I'm good enough to take his place. And that's kind of where we meet Halbrand, mm-hmm. right? Where he's like, he doesn't, he's not really angling, from what we know, to like, set off a volcano and like, do these things. But like, Gladriel kind of pushes him in that direction, mm-hmm. which is like, yo, dude, the Southlands, you should totally be the king of it, because that's who you are, right? He's like, maybe He's like, sure. I be king hmm. of the Southlands. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah, I was content to be on this raft and just blacksmith in Numenor, but you were the one. You made me. Like, he tried real hard. He's like, no, dude, like, I just, I'll make stuff here. Like, yeah. I think, like, he really, he, like, wanted out. And, and unknowingly, the person that she was trying so hard to find and kill, she helped set up. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like that juxtaposition, that tragedy between the two of them. Definitely. I was getting some serious Aragorn vibes from him at the beginning, not just because totally. he was like a long-lost king, but I kind of felt him having that I don't want to be king feeling. Like, yep. I just, I felt a lot of that, like, let me hide, let me, you know, do something else. I really don't want that. Like, I had that vibe from him. And then yeah. all of a sudden, he's like pushing and pushing and pushing, and then he's like... Hmm, that's not so bad. Let me be an evil, evil king. <laughs> yeah, and because so, you get hints of that, like be evil when they're in prison in Numenor, and, and he's yeah. like, you gotta give people what they want so you can control them later. Mm-hmm. And you're like, dude, could yeah. you be slightly more subtle? Yeah, that's like, when I was like, I bet he's Sauron. I really think he's Sauron. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, yeah, that, that kind of cinched it for me. Yeah, same. That, that was the point where I was like, all right, so you're looking a little less. Um, king in exile and more evil ruler mm-hmm. <laughs> in that scene. That definitely changed my perspective. Yeah, what actually I what what kicked me off at a at a different time when I wasn't sure if he was Sauron or not. Where I was like, he's definitely Sauron. And then there was that scene with him in the smithy when they were the Numenorians were going to ride off and go help the Southlands or, or sail off and go help the Southlands. And he's staring at the pouch. Right? And yeah. then he just like gets up and leaves and he goes back and he grabs it. And you're mm-hmm. like, if it's Sauron, then why would you show me a scene into which he's wishy-washy about going? Because you assume that, like, 
this is all in his plan. But mm. I, but like now that I finished the season, I'm like, I like the wishy washiness because it's still Sauron, but it's to me saying like that's him actually being like, nah, I am evil, and yeah. that's like that's the pouch take. So like he really did try to be like, no, I'm going to try something different because I'm scared of the of you know the Valar and. Menway and like Iluvatar and like all these different things that mm-hmm. the show doesn't actually say out loud, um, but you get the idea, you know. And so, like, but I, I like, I do like that because he does. I think I think there's a noticeable shift after that moment in his character mm-hmm. where he's like, "Yeah, I'm good." Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, even his confrontation with the Dar um, in, in that battle sequence where he's like, "Do you remember me?" And yeah. Dar's like, no, <laughs> like, should I? <laughs> I don't. But like that fits into like a Dar being like, I killed Sauron, you know, and so obviously there's some beef between them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in which I would like to know more of because I thought True. the former Benjamin Stark did a great job as yeah. as a Dar. <laughs> he was a character I wanted to spend more time with for sure. Um. So, anything else you'd like to add in our uh, in our talk around? Hmm. Let's see. In the effort to not have any uh, dead air, <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> think out loud because I'm not really sure. <laughs> hey, you're getting th- you're getting the hang of this podcasting thing yeah, pretty they, well. Yeah, you just start it. thinking out loud. You say some words. You know, blah yep, blah blah. Say some words. <laughs> yeah, but if you don't yeah. have anything to add, that's okay. Yeah, I don't. Not really. Nothing. Nothing's jumping at me. I think I That's pretty okay. much said everything that was super important for me to say. Yeah, the tough part about having uh, almost a non-stop texting thread about Rings of Power <laughs> and other all other Tolkien things is that we say a lot of it before we even get to the show. Right. Um, <laughs> and then you forget what you said, too, and it's like, mm, what did I say? Did I say anything interesting? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who cares? Nobody. That's who. Um <laughs> So anyway, you can find us on BeWithGeese.com, Gmail, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah, that's to end Twitter. Um, you can rate and review us on iTunes and find us all the places podcasts can be found. All Thoughtbubble Audio shows are at ThoughtbubbleAudio.com. We'll link you to the proper link you to the proper places. And you can support the show at Patreon.com slash ThoughtbubbleAudio. Uh, Alexa, thanks so much for joining us for your very first podcast. Thanks for uh, having me. Oh, you're so welcome. You're welcome back anytime. We'll uh, ramp up. Maybe we'll talk more once. Uh, maybe uh, once Andrew can join us, we'll do a four-way chat next time. Yeah, um, yeah and we'll be good. So until next time, cheers. Bye. Cheers.